You're about to listen to a segment of Sam Chan's Succession Transition event, which was hosted in late 2020. Sam organized this event to give leaders from around the world the chance to share their stories of effectively planning and transitioning their pastoral roles to a successor. Every pastor is a temporary. Are you prepared for your succession transition? Let's begin. Hey, listen, I was 30 years old when I uh, became the lead pastor at Oaks Church, and uh, that was back in 2000. And when that happened, I was very excited, wanting to do well in the church and all of that, of course, who wouldn't? But one of the biggest things I had as a concern was succession and uh, who would follow me and how that would work. And some people ask me like, well, what in the world? I mean, you're 30 years old and you just took the church. Why would that be a concern? Because I just transitioned from my dad and I saw how painful it was for my mom and my dad and, and following them, it was painful for me and Jenny, just like, Oh my gosh, I don't want it to be like this when it's our time. And, uh, you know, my, my dad's not alone in struggling in the transition times. You know, uh, you're talking about in our movement, the assembly of God, the average age of the lead pastor is 61 across America. Now, what that means is over half of the pastors are like in their 70s and stuff. Now, I know a lot of them. I'm not trying to judge everybody if God's had them there and given them the strength to do great. But I know many of them are there not for the right reason. They're there for the wrong reason. They're there because they they have transition issues that are holding them back. And I see three of them that I was looking at in my dad's life that he told me that that were huge. Here's number one, money. They didn't have no money. They were going like, if I don't, if I leave, how am I going to pay my bills? I mean, the only way I got any money is this. I don't have retirement. They thought, man, Jesus can come back. I don't need to keep retirement, you know? And so they didn't have it. The second thing is uh, the, the identity. Everything about life for them was, man, I'm the, lead pastor. I'm the lead pastor of this church. This is what I do. This is who I am. And so if I'm not here preaching, if I'm not here coming to the office, if I'm not going to the hospitals, then who am I and what am I doing? I'll probably just die. The third thing is marriage. Many of them, their spouses were like, man, I'm the women's director. I have a, a connection here. And there's an identity there with the spouse. But it's also about the marriage. As I've heard some wives go, man, you better never retire. I don't want you coming home. My God, I don't know what I'd do if you're here all the time. You're like this. And so uh, I really go, God, you got to help me to know how to transition well. And the Lord really dealt with me about stewardship, not ownership was the first thought. Is that, that every time I started walking into the church, even in my 30s, I don't think you start thinking and prepping for succession when you're in your 50s and 60s. It's got to be a whole lifetime mindset of stewardship. I don't own this church. I don't own that pulpit. I don't own this office. I don't own these people. I don't own this staff. I'm a steward. My hands are open. Whatever the Lord says, when he says it, that's what I got to do. And so I started looking at those three years and saying, man, I got to be a steward. So number one, the first five raises I got, we started putting into retirement. So uh, by the time we were in our mid-30s, 20% of our income was going in retirement, saying, well, we've got to have that right. So when the Lord says something, that's not a hindrance. The second thing is I began to have my identity shift from what I did to the people I would raise up. It wouldn't be that my identity was focused on success was how I preached or what I did in ministry, but about those sons and daughters I would raise up, which Chris is one of those sons in the Lord. And so we had over 500 people go into full-time ministry and now as global pastor, I'm able to work with all them. So that isn't something that has changed in my identity because I'm not lead pastor. I 
my whole life is and success is about those who we raise up. The third thing is Jenny and I began in our thirties going to marriage counseling every other week for two hours because we wanted our marriage to be strong. We wanted to transition well with our kids going off to college and having an empty nest. And we didn't want to have a midlife crisis. We wanted to, to kind of go skip that, you know, we wanted to be able to, to transition well. So that's been an important part of our journey. So, about a year and a half ago, when the Lord began to speak to me about, hey, uh, you know, Chris and Kara are to be the ones who follow you at the church. And they had been on staff with us 13 years ago, had been with us three years, uh, went into a church plant for three years that we helped them with, and then became the head of church planning for the Assembly of God for the last six, seven years. I, I just thought, man, I think they're the ones. God said, they're the ones to come back. I said, well, my gosh, if they're the ones, uh, he's 42 years old. If I wait till I'm 60, cause I'm 50 now, he'll be 52. That's not the timing. He should be doing that. And, uh, that's when the Lord said, that's right. Cause he's ready right now. And then the Lord put into my heart, this is spiritual fathers and mothers don't make decisions based on just when they're ready. They make decisions based on when their sons are ready. And so this last May, Chris and Kara came on to become the pastors of Oak church and they're doing a killer job. Chris, I get emotional even hearing him talk about that because every successful transition starts with a courageous decision. And Pastor Scott and Jenny made um, an incredibly courageous decision to do this at 51. It was actually why we were able to keep it a secret because no one thought Scott would ever do this at 51 years old. So we, we flew under <laughs> that cover. And um, But there are, first of all, to be able to do this with someone um, like Pastor Scott and Jenny, they're our spiritual father and mother to Kara and I. And so that trust that we have, and we looked at other opportunities here and there over the years and uh, never dreamed we'd get to do what we're doing now with them. And so the trust factor is huge. But as I look back at, at this last um, year, there are two things that I think that have helped us um, uh, have this succession go as well as it's, it's gone. And those two things are the team and the plan. And, uh, you know, Scott is such a great and intentional leader. And so he set up so many things before we even got here that allowed us to be successful. Part of that was the team, um, him being primary in that. Um, and on our, our team, as we came into this role, Dr. Chand um, has been on our team and has done this so many times, as you all know, but was instrumental in helping us figure out the ins and the outs of how exactly this should go. And as close as Scott and I are, we both knew if we didn't have somebody coaching us through this, it would go sideways. And so uh, Dr. Chand before and now since has been coaching us through this. Um, pastor Mark Brewer was um, is an executive pastor here. Uh, pastor Scott's brother-in-law has been here for 30 years. Pastor Scott brought him on this succession team uh, to be the bridge between Pastor Scott and I in the day-to-day um, of, of everything that's been going on. And, and Pastor Scott set up the board. So the board was completely unified around this and uh, actually helped make some key decisions to iron out how this should look as we came in. So I think back at the last six months since we got here in May, we've had to lead through the worst pandemic in 100 years. We've had to lead through some of the worst racial um, unrest our country has seen in, in 50 years. And through the greatest political tension we may have seen in our lifetime, we could never have anticipated all of that back in January and February. 
But because of the work that Pastor Scott did, because he put a team together around our success, those things haven't thrown us off course. And it's actually strengthened our church. You know, I'm the first non-Wilson to pastor this church since 1988 on top of all of these other things we've had to lead through. So if we didn't have that team in place, um, in the best times, this would have been really, really difficult. But especially this year, we wouldn't have made it. The second thing that's been crucial is the plan. And so Pastor Scott and our team put together a plan for my first six months. Um, So it took some of the guesswork out of what those first six months would look like. The four things they set up in place for the succession plan uh, was, was, first of all, the people, secondly, the preaching, thirdly, the processes, and, and finally, personal, my personal growth. And so the people are so important. And so Pastor Scott met individually with about 800 people to walk them through this announcement before it was ever made to the church. Then he helped put a list together of those same 800 people that I would meet with after I got here and I began to build those relationships. And so connecting to the people of the church, which has been really hard in the pandemic situation, but the plan was there. Um, secondly, the preaching, we outlined the sermon series that we would do. So I wasn't having to think about what we're going to be preaching. So some of that guesswork was taken out. And so we talked about that, set that in place, the preaching, it happens every Sunday. Uh, I'm being reminded of, uh, thirdly, um, the processes. So he helped me get acclimated to all the processes that are happening in in a church, our size. There's just a lot of processes to get familiar with. And then finally my own personal growth. And Scott's a genius at setting up a personal team. And so I've got a counselor, I've got a fitness coach, a primary care doctor that I stay in regular touch with, a prayer team. I mean, all of these parts of my personal growth that were set up in place that when you jump in, you can neglect those things and the best intentions, you just never get around to them because you're you're just grinding day to day. So the fact that we had a team in place for the succession and a plan in place for my first six to nine months has allowed us to lead through really some of the most challenging times any of us have ever seen, much less to do a major transition like we did from a beloved pastor to some guy you know, that was coming in uh, under the cover of COVID to pastor the church now. So um, God amazing, has been really man. good. The grace of, well, thank you so much. But anyway, team and the plan have been really, really crucial.